All right. So I know you're going to love having hearing Coach Hughes on the podcast today. Uh, coach Hughes is a very bright young coach. He's also our defensive coordinator. And after a short word from our sponsor, you will hear from Coach Hughes and you will learn from his wisdom. So we're coming to you live today with Coach Michael Hughes. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So we finally got the, the podcast set up set up for two, and I think the sound's going to be better than it's ever been. What do you think, Coach? Hey, I'm hoping it will be. <laughs> Coach, Coach Hughes, give, uh, give the listener a little bit of background about yourself. Yeah, so I mean, uh, kind of a young coach, not really coming from uh, really a football background, football family. Um, didn't really even play football until – uh, junior year of high school so kind of probably one of the most fun things that's been for me is uh, really the huge learning curve that comes with it so I mean didn't play until junior year of high school went 0 and 10 that year uh, with Poca. I'm there then, with you I coached 0 and 10 <laughs> and then uh, senior year played again went 0 and 10 again uh, kind of left a bad taste in my mouth um, I'm a really kind of competitive guy I hated that, you know, I was going to look back at high school and kind of see that I was 0-20, never won a game. So I talked to the head coach and kind of asked him, you know, can I come back uh, and kind of learn about coaching, learning about football. And, I mean, I was lucky enough. He said, yeah, more or less that first year I was a glorified water boy. Um, just loved being around the sport. Uh, and that year again we went 0-10. So sitting on 0-30, so it really it fired up the – the competitive side of me. Uh, so been coaching five years. Finally, actually, after that 0-30, um, played two more games, got a win, finally went 2-8 and eight that year, um, got lucky, had some really great athletes, went 9-1 and one, uh, the following year, uh, had a 10-0 and 0 season after that. So um, it's really been fun. Football is something that I love. Um, I kind of look back, I really think um, – think the coaches that I had, even though we went 0 and 10, you know, they really, they really kind of fired me up as far as um, a love for football. You know, I think back first coach I ever had was Teddy Stewart. Um, he's vice principal now, I think at Morgantown. Uh, and I mean, just a really great guy. I remember coming out my first practice, man. Uh, we were in the shoots. Of course, I was a lineman. I mean, I came out of the shoots. I didn't know what blocking was. So I came out of the shoot and I just wrapped the guy up and like tried to take him to the ground. Oh of course, gosh. it was a bigger, it was a bigger guy. It was a senior, so I'm like a little pipsqueak trying to like take him down. But uh, Coach Stewart kind of pulled me to the side. I was like, "Hey, man, that's that's not blocking." Kind of slowed it down and showed me what I needed to do. Uh, so I mean, I'm really thankful for him. And of course, I mean, we both know Coach Ramsey. You know, he really he gave me a start and he let me um, let me learn the sport. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of things. Like I said, I'm a young coach. I don't know everything. I'm not going to know everything. Um, just kind of taking it one step at a time. Uh, but he gave me the opportunity to kind of learn under him. Um, and some of the other coaches I've worked with, like uh, Coach Rule kind of gave me a start on defense. Uh, coach Gwynn, Coach Fragle, all those guys. And uh, Coach, he'd kill me if I called him Coach Sigmund, but Coach Dean you know, they're really great guys, and they gave me an opportunity to learn. Uh, and that's really something I carry with me um, as far as coaching goes. I mean, it's a it's a learning experience, and I think that's one of the first things I said to you when we met in December um, and kind of talked about the defensive coordinator job is um, the biggest thing for me is it's 
growth opportunities. It's a growth mindset. So it's what can I do that'll take me to the next step, um, uh, kind of push me to go farther and kind of push me out of my uh, comfort zone. So, I mean, I'm thankful for you. I mean, that's, you've let me grow and understand and kind of learn as I go, man. I think these past few months of being here since December, I mean, I'd say I've learned more ball in those few months than I have. I'm just kind of trying to figure it out on my own and working with some other coaches. So I think experience is one of the best teachers. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of me in the background. I uh, didn't mean to ramble on a little bit, but that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of my history as a coach. Not much history at all, but just taking it day by day, trying to learn. No, I mean, that's, that's perfect. That's what these podcasts are all about is people introducing themselves and then learning, then the list are learning about them and how that works. And I, I just remember my first coordinator job was a defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator and coach. I didn't, I had never coached defense before a buddy of mine, uh, Ryan Keith, who, uh, he since passed away. He was like, Hey, you want to be my defensive coordinator? Cause I had lost my teaching job uh, mm-hmm. through like through budget cuts. And, I said, Ryan, you know, I've never coached defense or played defense. <laughs> he was like, you're smart. You'll figure it out. <laughs> um, you know, and then, I, but I, I see like the, like you're, you're, you're a young coach, but you're very willing to very much willing to learn and you're a good coach. So I think experience is overrated to mm-hmm. some degree because if you can learn and you can teach and you can coach. Yeah. And I mean, like with linebackers, I'd never even looked really closely at linebacker and like the fundamentals of linebacker play. So, I mean, that first day you told me I'm going to be coaching linebackers, I'm going to be the D.C. Well, shoot, I went home. I was like, man, what am I going to do? So it was that was a long night of watching YouTube videos, reading what I can, trying to figure out um, messaging guys on Twitter, trying to get their fundamentals, kind of the things that they coach uh, with the linebackers. And, man, as we go, so, I mean, I coached O-line, D-line. So, I mean, I'll never say O-line, as you know, man, it's it's one of the most fun positions to coach. But I think right now, uh, linebacker is a close second, just because it's fun to sit down. You know, we run a four-three, so we're actually—I mean—it's a glorified hybrid four-two-five is what it is. But yeah. um, you know, it's fun looking at those three guys and really working with them one-on-one, um, kind of figuring out what fits them best, um, what their skill sets are, and trying to maximize our defense uh, to really fit that. So, man, it's been a lot of fun. And, of course, you gave me full permission to be aggressive with the linebackers. So Yes, sir. It's a, it's a lot of teaching them to pin their ears back. Uh, this is our blitz um, scheme. This is our blitz schedule. This is what we're going to do. This defines us as a defense. So, um, I mean, just getting those guys to pin their ears back, get our run fits, and get to it and get to it now. Yeah, I, I don't believe you have to play a position to be able to coach it. My first yeah. time go around steve's a coach i was coaching dbs and coach i never played a snap defense <laughs> back i mean i played o-line my whole career but i think guys that are o-line d-line coaches are usually your best coaches because you're coaching the worst athletes on the team let's just be honest right you're coaching mm-hmm. the worst athletes so you have to be a really good coach to get them to perform and then you know linebackers are usually decent athletes but they're not the best right you know and then you as a former you know o-line coach d-line coach understand what their reads need to be, where their fits are. Talk about that. So talk about, I mean, there's two different theories, I think, of linebacker play. You, some people read backs, some people read guards. What's your, what's your philosophy on that? So, I mean, to me, it's really 
we're going to read guard and try to get the flow of where the football's going. So first read, I mean, we're taking our read step. We're reading. I have three reads, so we're um, run past pull. RPP, uh, those guys are looking for that, really reading the head of the guard, seeing where he's going, if he's popping up, if he's coming forward, or if he's moving laterally to the line. Um, and it's just boiling it down, keeping it simple. So, I mean, if we're if we see a pool, we're getting to our assignment now, whether that's we've kind of changed it up just based on who the force player is. But, you know, if we're fitting inside of the kick out, we're getting there now backside scraping over top and we're just reading um, cloudy to clear. So that backside linebacker, he's scraping. And um, if he sees a gap open up, you know, that's now his assignment. So he's scraping over top, trying to take away the cutback lane. And if we do get him to bounce it outside and our end isn't there for the force, you know, he's working over top, still trying to help him out. So it's, I mean, getting the flow, seeing the guard where he goes, getting the flow, if he's pulling, flowing with it, if it's just a straight run, run block, whether he's uh, double teaming with someone or if we're just getting a bob block, you know, we're getting to our gap and getting to it now. And of course, pass, I mean, we run cover one. So um, if you don't have an assignment, so the wheel's probably on number three, Sam's on number two, flexed out. Uh, Mike's just dropping rat coverage, just kind of playing in the middle of the field, uh, spying the quarterback. So really, I mean, my philosophy when it comes to linebackers and really defense in general is um, make it assignment football, make it as simple as you can. That way it moves quickly. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, you're like Pete Carroll in that 4-3 cover one. I mean, he made that famous years and years ago. Uh, and I, I've loved what you've done. My brother was watching our scrimmage film, which is the only film we have, right? But uh, he said, man, your defense is a lot better. I was like, well, <laughs> you thank Coach Hughes for making that a lot better because last year we couldn't tackle anybody or read a guard or nothing. Um, so talk about, like, you know, your 4-3, your cover one. Like, what has brought you – to that philosophy why do you believe in that well i mean i've seen it be successful before um so like i said when i was at poco we went from 0 and 10 to uh, my last season there 10 and 0 so and i mean of course it's predicated on having the guys to run it so i mean four three you have to have a really solid um linebacking core you have to have a really great mic and uh kind of that hybrid player playing that same position so i mean and we had that here um, we've talked about it before, you know, we're not really married to a scheme. It's what right. works best for our guys. So, I mean, kind of looking at it, I wanted to run a 4-3 cover four just like we did a polka. But after looking at it and seeing our guys, I mean, I think really what we're running now fits us a lot better with a cover one, uh, cover zero kind of shell. Um, so it's really, it's not being married to the scheme. It's just kind of working with what we have and figuring it out as we go. You know, I mean, if we run a 3-4 next year, we run a 3-4. If we roll down into your 6-1, we roll down into it and just kind of go yeah, with baby, it. let's go. So, I mean, it's it's really – it's sitting down um, sitting down and looking at what fits us best. Now, I love the 4-3 just because everybody has a gap assignment. Mm -hmm. um, everybody's yeah. single gap. Um, you have four guys down on the line. Hopefully you have some big um, interior guys that can really clog up gaps. Hopefully – uh, demand that double team make it a little bit easier on your linebackers um, just because I mean instantly you have seven guys in the box so you have your four down you have your three linebackers and you can get a little bit more help uh, to stop the run from your free safety and your down safety um, kind of running the uh, running the alley so I mean I like four three but like I said I mean I'm not 
I'm not married to a scheme. I mean, you see, I mean, in our four three, we can roll to a three four right. kind of look. I mean, it's not really, but I mean, if we can flex out, we bring that nose over top and kind of flex those guys out um, and put our bandit out um, kind of in space, you know, into a ghost nine look. I mean, we can call it what we want. But that's really that's kind of like a rolled down three four look. Yeah, no doubt. I think defense is gone to like like amoeba defense. So, I mean, you have guys that have roles, mm-hmm. but the, you can change the front pretty easily with a word, you know, but guys, you, you're trying, like you, like you do a really good job of, is getting guys in position that can be successful and just right. knowing what they're good at, what, what are their limitations. Uh, you know, it's part of the reason why offensively I like the wing T because you can hide people from year to year. And right. Can, and usually you can find, a, you know, pulling guards and a pullback and, you know, some guys who are receivers slash wings. And, um, but I feel like what you've done with four, three or three fours, we can find those bodies pretty much every year. Right. Is that, do you, is that what you think? Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I mean, it's just predicated on what you have. You know, if we have a really dominant, um, if we have a really dominant mic, which I mean, this year we do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we'll be in a four, three right. um, as much as we can. That three linebacker look, I think, is always harder for offenses because the mic is the plus one because mm-hmm. you can play on both sides of the of the ball, right? Either right or left. Because you're like, in a, if you're in a four-two box, sometimes you know that you know they're you know, like you're Sam or your Will, the two guys over the guard. Sometimes that's it's harder for them to do that. I know it changes my blocker rules on offense, right? If the three linebackers versus versus two. Yeah, and I like. I mean, having our mic, I like it a lot when we get into pass coverage. Mm-hmm just because we're cover one. So, I mean, the Will and the Sam can get run off. But right. we still have that. If we if we lose contain on the quarterback and he's kind of free, man, now we still have that Mike kind of floating over top. So, if he breaks contain, we have a guy extra there to fit with him. So, I mean, I like that a lot. Plus, I mean, crossing routes. I mean, we're playing cover one. We're man-to-man. Right. So, we have someone there kind of dropping into that zone, um, kind of protecting against the slant, mesh, things like that. So we have someone to light it up if they try to cross. If they beat us inside from, like, the slot position, right. we have a guy there that can kind of help out with that. Right. Shooting. I mean, you've done a great job in practice. Our offense is, is a little unique, so they see stuff from us <laughs> they usually don't see from a week-to-week basis. Talk about offense. We've talked about it, but talk to the listener about what do you like on offense, what are things you've had success with as a coach, and the things that they try. Yeah, so, I mean – I'm really I'm a simple guy and I'm not as offensively minded, um, but I'm really a simple guy, pro style kind of guy. Um, I love 21 personnel, um, just keeping it as simple as you can. So power counter, you know, down, 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 kick out. I mean, just simple, simple rules. Um, offensive line play. I mean, I've I've studied it so much. I mean, I love. I don't know if you looked much into him, but LaCharles Bentley, yeah, um, yeah. and offensive line performance, man. Yeah kind of boiling it down and just making it just fundamental things. So, I mean, it's it's not trying to reinvent the wheel as we go. It's just trying to perfect the wheel as much as we can and make sure it's able to roll down a hill and gain a few yards for us. Right, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it's – you know, one day I will be in the eye. <laughs> I like – I love that too. Um, I just think you have to have like a dominant tailback. Dominant being a – maybe not the right word, but like a guy that's like – yeah, reliable. Five times a game. You probably need two, or yeah. at least one, and then like one B, 
you know, a guy that can maybe throw it at like 15. Right. I mean, in the run game, I mean, a dominant fullback is an absolute game changer. Now, I love mm-hmm. – I mean, we talk about it all the time. I love misdirection plays. I love putting three guys in the backfield with the quarterback. Yeah. And just kind of like a diamond formation, just kind of seeing what happened. I love split back. So you can get those linebackers' eyes moving in the wrong direction. Right. Um, if they're reading, if they're reading the um, the backs, you can get the eyes moving in the wrong direction. I mean, in split back, kind of fake the zone across, and then run like a power um, right. or um, a read play mm-hmm. to the opposite side. I mean, I love stuff like that. Yeah. If you read our offense, if the backs are offense, we're probably going to rush for 600 <laughs> yards. Um, you know, that's the wing team's predicated on that. You know, yeah. Wing team concepts is you know you have your series of plays that's one thing i like about what you bring defensively it's all it's a system it's not like hodgepodge things are all different it all fits together right and i think that's really i mean for our kids we have to remember i mean we're not the nfl we're not the college level so we're going to have guys that come in and out we're going to have guys i mean especially here i mean the first year they're playing football is senior year last chance you baby yeah so i mean it has to be systematic so I mean, I don't want I don't want my kids to have um, paralysis by analysis. I want them to be able to get the call and be able to execute it. Um, I don't want to constantly be changing my rules. So I mean, no matter what front we're in, unless we're going like thirteen or something like that, you know, and setting the setting the nose to the strength. I mean, it's the same it's the same gap assignments no matter what. So it doesn't matter what front uh, my blitzes, which you've seen me call them. You know, I spell it out for them. So I mean, I'll. I'll look out on the field and I'll tell them, hey, you know, Sam, you're going to the B gap. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really, it's simple and it's sitting down. I think your defense has to understand all parts. So you have to make it simple for them. So, you know, my linebackers know who's in coverage um, and they also know um, the defensive line uh, stunts. So they have to understand, okay, well, if he's going here, obviously I can't go there because, I mean, we're a single gap defense. So it's wherever these guys fit, that's where they have to go. So um, really, it's systematic. So we know what we're going to do no matter what. Um, let's make it simple and let's make sure it's really on me as a coach. Um, I want to take as much responsibility and do as much of the legwork as I can uh, to kind of keep those kids from having to think too much. Because as soon as a kid starts thinking, that's when he's going to move a little bit slower. And that's when an offense is going to get a leg up on us. So, I mean, it's, it's simple and it's moving as quick as we can, getting 11 hats to the ball. That's, that's the key on defense. Get lined up, read your key, play ball. Right. Yeah. That's uh, that's it. So coach, as we as we land uh, this thing, give some young coaches some advice about how like to build your knowledge going forward in the coaching profession. Yeah. So I think the best advice I ever got was actually from um, a professor at state, and he looked at me. I think my freshman year, and he told me, "You don't know anything." So it's understanding that you know you can have ideas and that's great but approaching them humbly don't think that you're the smartest guy in the room um, and actually never be the smartest guy in the room Um, so be willing to learn even if something that you don't want to learn uh, be willing to kind of pick up on it Um, because I mean that's how you grow so I mean even if I'm learning something that I don't think I'm ever going to use you know I I don't know what the future holds for me so it's really um, Come into everything with an open mind. Be ready to learn, uh, willing to learn, even if it's something that you don't think um, is going to be important. Um, so, I mean, it comes down to that. Just be, like I said before, growth mindset. Be ready to 
kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone, um, do things that you're not comfortable with, whether that's uh, calling JV offense or JV defense, or if that means you know you're now in charge of filling up water bottles, man, be the best water bottle water bottle filler you can be. So I mean, it's coming at it uh, with a full head of steam, hair on fire, 110 percent. And you know, someone also told me. You know, even if you don't know what you're talking about, if you do it with 110% confidence, nobody questions you. Absolutely. So it's really um, have confidence, know what you know, be willing to learn more, um, and surround yourself with guys that know more than you um, and understand that they know more than you. So, I mean, it's really, I mean, humble and just keep learning. Absolutely, Coach. Coach, I appreciate you being here at at Nitro. And, uh, man, this is, this is going to be a fun ride and we can – actually play <laughs> yeah we finally get one going yeah yeah no doubt coach appreciate you coming on yeah hey, uh, thank you for having me